Hey, hey, come catch this wave with the fix squad. The fix is in. I'm Mr. Soul. I'm tuning in. What you doing? Got him. Real hip hop revealed that a fix. Pure you can feel it in the mix. Finally, stop pushing the culture forward. This is it. Proceed at your own risk. Got him. Beats, bars, and life. Giving them truth in it. Screaming revolution when only a few minutes. My sentiments is acting. Everything that we do cut. Another reason to turn the volume up. Sheesh. Know what we stand doing. Solid ground when we land. Say it's no use. The culture was out of hand. But now that I reach, we gotta stick to the plan. Dark days with the sunshine. Any good news, I'm proof that it's living. Yeah. Revolving the art the shock. Go with it. Keeping the beats on the block. Don't miss it. Welcome to the city stand up. James left, but the king still reigns here. No tears, no love lost, no rain here. Delivers, I promise, Santa reindeer. Love, love for the city still resides here. Fix for your ailment, faith that resides outside the lines. Detox your mind, cause it matters. Art, art outside the box, we paint better. The fix is in, and we rock a channel. We rock with them for what's deep within. Expose those who talk but don't live. Expose those who talk but don't live. Take offense, take offense. Judge by the fruit from the tree. But if the fruit tastes like the streets, and money is the fruit that they speak, so tell me whose face do they seek? Repeat. Take offense, take offense. Judge by the fruit from the tree but if the fruit tastes like the streets and money is the fruit that they seek so tell me whose face do they seek yes sir you're now tuned in to the fix your source for faith infused hip-hop r&b and poetry i go by the name of dj focus squatting here with me what's up rico i go by the name of rico suave squatting here with me what's up tiara hola what's up everyone i'm tiara Good to see you all. Hey, this this two weeks in a row we see her face, uh, Rico. What, what's what's up with that? You know what I'm saying? She she's back. She's mm. alive. Mm. <laughs> hey T, how you doing? Good to see you. First of all, <laughs> when you are a very very busy woman, sometimes it's just a little hard to pull things together in order to you know be stable in the camera. But I'm here. That's all that matters. It is. It's definitely it's all that matters. <sighs> Once again, you tune into the fix, and of course, our mission here is to expose the culture to positive but relevant music that keeps Jesus Christ at the center of the message. And we have a, another hot show again for y'all today. A lot to talk about within CHH, within gospel music. Gonna get y'all caught up on that. Um, we definitely um, gonna talk about a little entertainment news, and we got a special guest today, don't we? Uh, T, who we got rocking with today? So today we have my homegirl, one of my just dearest friends, uh, Nyla Watson. My cousin. Uh, he Let him know, fam in the building. Uh, so she is just amazing when it comes to music theater. And I'm going to let her tell y'all who she is, but definitely somebody to be looking out for um, when you start to talk about Broadway and some of those just more theatrical performances. So I can't wait for us to get to meet her and talk to her and ask her some questions about her journey. Okay. You got some tea for the people today, too? No, I do have some tea. Just a little bit. Um, today's tea is really just dedicated to uh, Chadwick Boseman. Because I am looking for just updated news. Of course, before we hop into that, some tea. We'll talk a little bit about the Stellar Awards, who got what, why, how we feel about certain things because i am still 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 highly upset about something that happened what a month ago now bizzle didn't get an award but i'm gonna stop talking about it that was the last one i swear uh in other news just really i wanted to more so update folks today in the sense of yo y'all have to register to vote like i don't know if you've been seeing 
um, a lot of the memes and pictures of literally mailboxes being picked up in people's neighborhoods and quote unquote taken to be fixed. But it's happening all over the country and even a more personal experience. Uh, I've been getting in the mail a return letter of my like change your address and I've done that four times. So please pay attention to your mail. Pay attention to what's going on. You have to get your absentee ballot because I am pretty sure some foolishness is going to happen um, in November when we're talking about opening up polls and things like that. So how do you get your absentee ballot? Yo, go on uh, to any of your near Board of Elections websites. So for Cuyahoga, it will be Cuyahoga Board of Elections. And I mean, people watching from all over. So whatever your Board of Elections office is, go to that website, print out the forms, fill it out, drop it off yourself to the county Board of Elections. Most people have a drop box where you can kind of slide that in. But that's really what my the, the importance of the tea today. Please, they are trying to make sure we cannot vote. And um, our, it just, just stuff is happening around that. So please get that done. And I know us uh, folks of color do not fool with the census. That has a lot of layers to it, but there's some importance of getting that done as well. So please, y'all, we got to take care of our policy stuff, okay? Because we have lost more and more of our brothers and our sisters um, and things are not being you know, folks are not being held accountable for that. Why, why bring that into elections? Because it all it ties together. It all, one goes with the other. These people are local uh, people that we vote for. And, and when you think about a jury, if you don't vote, you can't be on the jury. So having a jury of your peers, like all of these things are connected. And so we have to make sure we take care of our civic duties. Lastly, Chad Bozeman. Ugh. My heart is so broken. How I can't marry the man anymore. He's gone. And that just breaks my heart. Like, and I know it's women all over the world that's like, that was my husband. I don't understand. But even more sick, don't laugh. It's serious. My heart is really broke. I feel like a I feel like a whole widow. Anyway, seriously though, Chadwick Bozeman represented a time in black history. Um and more modern history that we'll never have again. Like to, to walk around and take a fictional character, a fictional symbol of blackness um, and be able to walk around with that pride. I don't know if we'll ever see that again, like that. Like he did something so flawlessly in, through, through Black Panther and again, really gave black folks something to look forward to. Not only was it Black Panther, but he played in some of the major black roles, Thurgood Marshall, Jackie Robinson, um, James Brown, and and really was a, a man about the people he was an activist he was a hero and so we're gonna miss him and i'm just curious to know maybe what fellas did black panther have an impact on you in any way shape or form and if so how did it and just kind of give him a moment of of remembrance yes absolutely for me um like a lot of pretty much everybody um black panther was one of those movies um I'll be honest with you, I didn't know what to expect at first when I first went to saw it. Um, but when I got there and I, I was able to see, um, you know, Chadwick and the whole cast just show to me what I thought was like, it was the first time, well, I'm going to say the first time, I think Michael Jackson's Remember the Times video was a good example of like black excellence, um, at least for me. Um, that was probably like my first experience of seeing so many different black 
figures within a video that that portray like excellence. But then seeing it in a Marvel movie, a black superhero, I know we've had Blade. So, you know, a lot of people don't recognize Blade, but Blade actually was like the first black Marvel superhero because that was actually a Marvel production too as well. But to see Chadwick come in and do the role he did and even Michael B. Jordan um, with his role, like it just was dope. I'll be honest with you. It was just dope. I saw it four times in the movies. <laughs> I literally went, we, me and my wife, we went back and we cheap. So we go on Mondays when it was $5 day. We went four Mondays in a row <laughs> and watched that movie because we were like, we just wanted to support it. We just believed in it. Um, and, you know, when we talk about unity and coming together, especially within our culture, I think that was a great example of what can be done if we actually come together for real. No malice, no hating on each other. We come together, you know what I'm saying, and really connect. And when you talk about everything that's going on with this presidential election, I got a whole spiel that, you know, I really feel like, you know, I'm not really left or right. Just me personally, I'm being honest. I feel like we need to start our own political party, but that's a whole nother conversation. But yes, Black Panther, it, it, it will always forever have a huge impact on me. Um, I, I, I loved everything about it. I'm interested to see if they're even going to try to continue to keep it on and maybe uh, move one of the other characters into a, a more of a lead role and see what they do with it. Um, I don't know if they were in production yet for Black Panther 2. I know they were talking about it. But yes, I, I think forever it'll be, it'll have an impact on me. And definitely when I get a chance to sit down with my grandson, when he understands it, absolutely. We're going to watch that movie over and over and over and over again. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I'm kind of uh, in the same boat. I saw, <laughs> I also saw it four times in the theaters. Um, I grew up watching, you know, the Michael Jackson, Remember the Times, uh, Harlem Nights, like the see uh, art, uh, all black, all star cast. It was it was great in growing up, but then to see it now in modern times, um, and to be Marvel at that top tier grossing over a hundred million dollars. Yeah, I was in awe and I'm a huge comic book nerd. Uh, I still have volume one of Black Panther in plastic, not open since I got it when I was six. Um, so who just smacked their lips here? Uh, so the movie itself was amazing. Uh, Ryan Cougar did a great job. Uh, Marvel did excellent with keeping it close to the comic book. Um, but at the same time, it it wasn't just a great thing for me, but it was something that I can actually, I mean, I'm a father of four, well, technically three sons. Um, but my two younger sons look at that as if like Black Panther was a real person. Like that was their hero. Uh, so like the like the start of the year the lose Kobe like was heartbreaking, but then now the close to the end of the year you lose the Black Panthers. So I'm all I'm all in uh, over the place with losing Black Mamba then Black Panther. So um, now I know the importance of uh, well now I really know the importance of having my own representation on the big screen. Uh, and on top of that, like, to see how far he have come 
from Howard University. Some people don't know he had he did attend Ohio State University. By the way, just to let you know. But to be uh, a Howard University Bison, and you you come in the game late, but you don't. Once you come in, you take off running. And not only did you pass the buck, but you were grooming others in the wake of your illness. That's powerful. And speaking of representation uh, on the big screen, we got some representation on Broadway in the house, y'all. We do. Come on. Special guest in the house, don't we? Who, who we got? We got we got my cousin. Go ahead and you go ahead and introduce her, T. Go ahead and introduce her. No, go her, ahead. Go, no, go ahead, T. Go ahead. Go ahead. I don't want to take the honor from No, me. go ahead. Woman and woman. You go ahead. You had it. Listen, y'all. I have to tell this quick, quick story because it really just highlights who she is as a woman off stage. And we'll well, I'll let her hop into the on stage stuff. Five years ago today, yesterday, we were at a wedding. I sent her a sermon from Stephen Furtick, changed her whole situation. She will hop into that. But then five years later, she sends me one. And in such a time in my life to have to get me together. And she sat on the phone with me for about an hour, broke me down, put me in tears, like, but really spoke into, into my life, into my situation and caused me to really see Christ, not as this, um, this, this, this big, scary guy, but this, very healing spiritual father who is just waiting to open his arms to you and she is grace personified like when you think about grace when you think about love but you think about a little thug in there too that's nyla and she is she is truly she's a real friend she's a confidant she is incredibly talented not just what again what she does on stage but will sit and crack open a bible with you and break that thing down for you to understand without all the extra school stuff because she got relationships so when you think about what does it mean to have relationship with christ i think about Nyla. Mm -hmm. she is so 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 awesome i've known her since i was what, 15 14 years old and she's been the same changed but been the same person and so I am so honored to share my friend with y'all because I feel like, you know what I'm saying, I, I'm a little overprotective sometimes. Like, y'all can't have my people, all my people. Y'all keep taking my people. and just. But I'll let y'all borrow Nyla today. It's fan. I love this woman. Rico, you can speak to her as, as family. And like I said, she can talk about her mistakes. But y'all, this is Nyla Watson, Broadway extraordinaire. Oh, got one of the biggest voices. Aretha Franklin, who? This, don't do that. <laughs> no, 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 no. Y'all ain't heard a saying yet. Y'all ain't heard a saying yet. I mean, not Aretha Franklin. That re, rebirth right there. That's Aretha. All that in there. That's that's her. Go ahead. That's Nyla, y'all. I love her so much. Bless you. Bless you. Bless you. Thank you. You are so welcome. So when we hop into our interviews, one of the first questions that we ask um, is kind of like a the fix radio special. How did you come to know Christ, and just what did that journey for you? kind of look like mm. well first of all thank you guys for having me i'm like super duper duper honored to be here and i'm so grateful for this opportunity um this is like so dope and i'm so proud of you guys and i'm i'm just i'm excited to be a part so thank you so much uh rico it's so good to see your face um yeah. and nice to meet you dj focus um i Oh, I met Jesus when I was like four years old. 
but I think that I I um I didn't understand the magnitude of what the moment was or what it meant, right? It was more so about I like this feeling at this place. Um, my home church, uh, Greater Love, Full Gospel Missionary Baptist Church, shout out to, to uh, Bishop Eugene W. Ward. Um, I, I didn't understand what was going on. It was fun. There was a lot of young people. Um, my brothers and sister, my brother and my sister went there and they were uh, 10 years older than me. So I wanted to be around them. Um, and I knew that I enjoyed the sensation that I felt while we, while I was there. And um, I was like, I, mommy, we got to join this church. And I remember uh, walking up to the altar and accepting Jesus at four years old. And, um, and then of course, you know, life, right? Like you grow up and you know, you become a teenager and boys and insecurities and you know, all of the things kind of infiltrate the purity of, of that connection. And um, other feelings start superseding the feeling that you first had. And so I, I kind of went through um, the mess of it all and i rededicated my life to christ when i was like 21 um and i remember having a moment at um, a church in akron called victory temple and this was back when um uh tasha kaza came out with the the for your glory i will do anything just to see you and i couldn't sing the song I couldn't sing, I couldn't say those words. And I was like sobbing in the corner because I was like, I, that's not true for me. Like I, it's some other stuff that I would do anything for. You know what I'm saying? But in this moment to be able to say for your glory, I will do anything, it wasn't true. Um, and I was so convicted. I was so, so, so convicted. And so I went through this whole like revamp then when I was like 21 and I started going to the word church um, in Cleveland and, um, you know, really figured out what relationship was, really figured out what it meant to um, leave, like grow out of a ministry and grow into another one. I think that was the first time that I was like, that I understood what that meant. Like, oh, I need something else. You know what I'm saying? I, that has served its purpose and now I need to do this. Um, and so that kind of started me on this on this journey. And um, I think about five years ago, like when, when the, the moment, the moments, that season that Brittany was talking about um, in 2000, in 2015, happy anniversary to Adrian and Dana today. Um, in 2015, that's the series of 2015 kind of really ushered me into um, like reckless abandon, right? Like I need to find people, I need to find accountability, I need to find the church, I need to find the, the, the space, the mental capacity to be able to surrender 110% to this thing. Um, and I think I'm still in that process. I know I'm still in that process. Um, I think this is probably the most surrendered that I've been, but there was just, you know, there has just a series of cutting away. Um, so yeah, that's kind of like my, 
my faith journey, I guess, that I'm still on. No, and I think it's I think what is so powerful about what you said is that reckless abandon. Like when you think about and even just that moment of saying, I can't sing this song because it's not real. So that authentic that authenticity, like and saying, like, no, I know I can't I can't I'm not living the way this worship moment looks like because I don't think enough people make that connection. I won't even speak for other people. For me, making that connection between is what you are saying on stage, especially performing, matching with your lifestyle. And that's the conversation we had a couple of weeks ago. And that's yeah. what it kind of put me in a space of, man, like, no, that's, that's a hundred. Like, am I the same person on stage that I'm claiming to be um, in the poetry behind the scenes when the lights and cameras go off? Right. So like, how do you, or who has kind of kept you accountable to that who is that circle that you that you talk about Ooh, i got a got a, I got a team <laughs> i am um yeah i have a team I, I i have i have um brothers and sisters and mothers in christ that like don't let me slip um i think uh my spiritual mentor alice shout out to alice isaac she's 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 um a monster in the spirit like I, uh, there's just no compromise. There's no games played. Um, Bridie Serson, my life coach, the love of my life. Like she is, um, she has mothered me into some, some realizations about myself that um, have just transformed my DNA. Yeah. Um, oof, uh, I would say my accountability when it comes to like um, integral performance when it comes to my art form. Uh, I lean on Michael Wordley. Um, okay. If anybody came to my concert and that I did in Cleveland Valentine's Day, he came, he sang with me there. Uh, Malik Victorian, he's like my little big brother. Um, no, you got a whole solid team. Like no, like I have, like I I have, and then and then I have these the, the people who I call my limbs, who are my best friends, right? Candice Jornel, Deshaun, and Sierra. Um, I have a team, like I have, I have, I have so I have, and then you know, uh, Natalie, I have a team. I have I have so many because I, um, my ego wins a lot. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And um, my, I have to kill pride and arrogance every single day. That's good. And with where I want to go or with where God is taking me, I can't afford that. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So I have to have, you know, if I don't get caught on level one, then, you know, if, if Malik and them don't catch me on level one, then Sierra and them will catch me on level two. And if I get to level three, then Bridie will pull me down. And when I get to level four, Alice is coming through with a hammer. You know what I'm saying? So. Yeah. I, I I don't have time for Nyla to forfeit the blessings anymore. We've done that. I did it. I did it so much. I did it over and over and over again. I've learned the lessons over and over and over again. I've taken the tests over and over and mm -hmm. over again. And now we're in a season where I'm beginning to pass them, right? But I don't know what the next level looks like, you know? Yeah. Um, so it's it's imperative for me to have a team that is solid and that knows my Nyla-isms so that they can be called out immediately 
because Nyla, you're compromising. Nyla, you're justifying. You sound real good, but it ain't looking yeah. good. You know what I'm saying? You you about to finagle it, and I'm good with words. Yeah, how you writer. Yeah. You know, I'm good with words. I'm a writer. writer. I'm an actress. You know, so I can lay it on real thick, and they'll be like, "You look like trash right now." It yeah. looks it looks fake right now. Like you know what yeah. I'm saying? So I have I have to have people around me that see through the facade. They don't care mm -hmm. about who I am or who I think I am or who I want to be. You that know, how, you know, I talk to people and their first question to me is how's your soul? What is your mm -hmm. heart looking like? Where's your heart posture in it? If you get this, do you think that it will be too much for you right now? Do you think you could really handle fame with this mindset? What's really going on? Is this money level are you stewarding your money level right so that when God brings more, he knows that you're going to be able to You like I got people asking yeah. real questions, questions that are not what what's next what's what, what role are you about to play you know what i'm saying like who cares if you can't handle it who cares if you can't handle that level who cares <laughs> and you know what so on that note because i i'm ready to dive into what are some of those things that they're saying what are some of the tests that you have have had to pass like because we <laughs> believe in in the ministry part of the of our of our show and just what what were some of those pitfalls and how did god navigate you through that we want the deets so we gonna hop into the music real quick but when we come back sis like yeah. i i need all of it we need we need all the less well not all of them but we need get, think of think about that lesson you want to talk about and just how again god got you through that y'all nyla is here i'm trying to tell you she about to open up i don't know if y'all got a couple of them nuggets already but she she gonna get loose on this yeah, we, def we definitely need all of it. So don't don't hold back, sis. Uh, you tuned into the fix, and uh, we're gonna get to a music break real quick. Right now, we got a uh, KB and Ty Brazzle with the power. You tuned into the fix. Fix is in, yes, sir. Yeah. 
This ain't fake, dog. This is fake, dog. Mm -hmm. Had no greenbacks. This ain't trade months. Mm -hmm. Had no place, dog. Had no case, dog. Smile mm -hmm. so when I take my loss, cause they couldn't take my car. Ooh, yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah, I got the keys. Die for the dream like a star. Bang a banner on his gold cap. Bone and petite, if I'm bone and petite, then my song will repeat that I'm rolling. Feel it when your skin on cold. Yeah. Paint you receive, wanna make sure you bleed. Try to make it see that will taste all the feed that will make you believe. I'll make you for the sake of the king, for the sake of the king, for the sake that I need you. Oh, yeah. On the other side of the plane, even as a champion. Tell me what they say, I can't outcome. Income won't change my outcome. Champ don't stop when the road get tough. Champ won't stop when the work get done. I got the power. I got the power. I got the power. I got the. I got the. I got the power with me. I got the power. I got the power. I got the. I got the. I got the power with me. Thank you. 
welcome back. Welcome back. You're tuned back into The Fix, your source for Faith Infused Hip Hop, R&B, and Poetry. Just came off a music set. We started off with uh, Ty Brazel featuring KB with that power. Played that new Corinne Hawthorne, Pray. And that last track that just went off was actually new Christian Gray, beautiful dreamer. Shouts out to uh, Christian Gray, too, as well. Uh, new project dropping soon. And, uh, yeah, we're going to be interviewing him soon, too, as well. Yes, sir, we're back. And uh, we're back with the talented... Uh, beautiful Nala Watson, and she's been spitting gems. So, uh, Nala, before we went to music break, you were talking a little bit about your accountability circle and what that looked like. But I, I'm, I'm, I'm intrigued to hear, can you talk a little bit about, so you said, you know, you became a believer, well, you recognized God when you were about four years old. But talk a little bit about the first time you, you really realized submission and submitting to God's purpose for your life and what that looked like for the people. Because I think a lot of times we kind of run past that, you know, we have our bumps, we have our rolls, you know, yeah. we bump our head. But when it was that first time when you finally said, you know what, God, I know what you've called me to do, but I got to do it and I got to sacrifice some stuff to do it. So, you know, speak a little bit about submission and what that looks like. Okay. Um, I think the first time that I, so I hear God super duper clearly, like, when I, let me say this, when I quiet myself, which is a lot more often now, right? Like when I quiet myself and we have our time, it's, it's, it's sharp, it's clear. Um, and I, I didn't always recognize that as the Holy Spirit, right? Growing up, I really didn't know what it was. I thought I was a little crazy sometimes, you know, like, okay, I feel like I'm supposed to do this but I'm resistant to it, so I'm not gonna do it. And then when I didn't do it, I would be like, oh, that was God, like, okay. So um, I think the first time that I was like, this is what I'm supposed to do and I'm gonna be relentless about this was colleges. So um, I went to um, St. Peter Chanel High School, RIP, it no longer exists. And um, I didn't start doing musicals until my freshman year in high school. So I went to St. Peter Chanel, 10th grade, and um, I mean, 9th grade and 10th grade. And the theater drama teacher heard me singing in the hallway and was like, you should audition for the musical. And I was like, what's a musical? <laughs> like, you know, in my world, the church world, musicals were a bunch of choirs from a bunch of different churches coming together, you know, and singing or whatever. And I had sung at church and in choirs and did drill team and did the parades. And, you know, I had performed before, but I didn't know that, like, I didn't know anything about acting, first of all, in the sense of like, professionally, this is a career path. And I also didn't know that like, there were plays where people would break out into song. I, I had no idea that that was like even a thing. So I auditioned for it, my first show at Chanel, um, and the lights came up and the, um, you know, we did our thing and the people applauded and the curtain closed and I was like, I am home. I found it. Like I figured it out. Like this is what I was created to do. I was created to act through song. I am sure about that. Let's do it. And my mom, um, shout out to my mother. I love you so much. She's watching on Facebook. Um, I, she was really big on education. So we started doing college tours, like in Cleveland, you know, little local stuff, maybe like 10th grade, I think, like in the ninth grade, being the 10th grade. 
And so the guy who was the lead in the show that I did freshman year went to Baldwin Wallace for musical theater. So that I knew that that was an option. And so we went out there and walked around the campus and I told my mom in 10th grade, I'm gonna graduate from here. Like, I'm, this is my school, I'm gonna go here. I'm gonna graduate from here. This is where I'm gonna get, I'm going to school for musical theater. So 11th grade and 12th grade, I ended up transferring to Bedford High School and um, I'm a little bit of a social butterfly. So my grades slipped a little bit. So I didn't get to do the shows at Bedford because my father was like, nah, we, we don't play them games, you know, this education part. <laughs> um, but, but I knew I clung to Baldwin Wallace. I want to go to school for musical theater. And um, back then people would say, you know, you should apply to five or six schools. I applied to two. I said, I'm going to Baldwin Wallace. I know this is where I'm supposed to go, um, but I'll apply to one more just to have a backup school, you know, to appease the people. Um, 12th grade came around. I knew, again, knew nothing about musical theater, knew nothing about music theater auditions. I worked with my choir director at the time, Gary Kaplan at Bedford, um, on two songs that I probably should not have been singing at the time because they had nothing to do with who I am in this business, but I didn't know. Um, and I had did choir and madrigals at Bedford because, um, I, you know, that's what I knew. Anyway, so uh, I auditioned for Baldwin Wallace, auditioned for Kent State University, did not get into Baldwin Wallace the first time I auditioned, ended up going to Kent State, reapplied to Baldwin Wallace my freshman year. They misfiled my my application for the music education and not the music theater so I ended up not even being able to apply like uh, to audition again and I was like okay great it's not meant to be whatever I went to go see a show my freshman year at Kent with some of the I went to go see the spring show I think it was Wild Party um, at Baldwin Wallace with some of the Kent kids and I was like this is my school. Like I can't shake it. Something in me is saying that this is my school. So I auditioned again. I, I reapplied again my sophomore year <laughs> at Kent State. Applied to Baldwin Wallace. Uh, crossed into my sorority at Kent. Did all of the Kent State things. Got my acceptance letter to Baldwin Wallace. Started at BW, and they told me if you want to come here, you have to start all over. Like you are a freshman again. Right. So essentially, I lost both academic years at Kent to go to Baldwin Wallace, couldn't afford it, worked through school, worked at the post office. I had a government job working third shift, doing shows in the evening, going to work straight from rehearsal for four years, uh, pay for undergrad by myself, like all of the things. Um, but in 2014, I graduated from BW. Come on, manifestation. Yeah, I mean, it was, it was, it was hard, but it was purposed, so it wasn't hard. Like it was difficult, but it was doable. Um, and I knew, I was sure. You know what I'm saying? Like I was sure. So whatever I had to do was gonna get done. Like it was. There were moments where I would walk into the financial aid office, like I don't know what y'all gonna do, but I'm graduating from here, so we, we need to figure this out because, like, this is what God said, and I, I believe it, and I'm sure in it. So, um, yeah, <laughs> I'm a Baldwin Wallace grad, um, and same thing with grad school. I, I just graduated in May with my master's from NYU. Uh, 
in music theater voice. Hey, don't, don't just slide that in there. Can no. we take a quick? Can we take a quick second to celebrate? She did a little soft flex. I just, I mean, I just got my little masters from. Uh, yes, come on, masters. Yeah. Celebrate you. Sorry, go ahead. I just had but to take the same mind. thing. It was like I googled the program <laughs> that I wanted. NYU was the first school that popped up. God said that one. I applied to one school. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it was just very clear. You know what I'm saying? And there are things that I have submitted to the Holy Spirit, and God has been like, no. That's not it. We're not doing that. And I'll be like, okay, cool. Um, and there are things that he said no that I've done anyway and um, realized why he said we're not doing that in the middle of it and had to endure that test, right? Um, but I think education or school, in my experience with God, has been very clear, very clean cut. Um, and I've been able to follow the trajectory when it comes to that, like, the Holy Spirit speaks, we follow through, and it happens. And it's like, it, it's, it's like, bop, 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 bop. Like, you can't manufacture the experiences that I've had, especially in the educational realm, because they've been so divine, you know? So, that's a little glimpse, I guess. I hope that answers the question. <laughs> oh, yeah, that most definitely asks the question. Um, well, baby, because I'm going to ask a question that a lot of people... Uh, they look at us, and I'm going to say us because it's me and you can actually relate to it. Mm -hmm. Being in the kingdom, yes. yet being in a Greek letter organization. Okay. You were a member of Delta Sigma Theta Sorority Incorporated, Epsilon Mu Chapter at Kent State. Uh, when you joined the organization, mm -hmm. uh, being the social butterfly that you are, we already know the popularity that comes with being in Greek organizations. Yes. Now being in the kingdom, you have more people now denouncing these organizations saying that they are not of God. Mm -hmm. um, speak to that in a sense, what, what your organization is based on, mm -hmm. the principles and beliefs of your organization mm -hmm. and your beliefs as a Christian. Yeah, I mean, I think that it depends. It's, it's. I think in all things, when it comes to um, being a Christian, that it's always why and not necessarily what, right? So, like, I can do anything and my motive be trash. I can do anything for, e even when it comes to my art form, right? Like, the original reason for wanting to be on a Broadway stage or wanting to be um, you know uh, rich and famous or the, the original reason for wanting to be in a Greek letter organization on a college campus could be brokenness you know I want to be validated I want to be accepted I want to be seen heard valued I want to be restored I want to be um, understood I, you know it, it, and so I think that a lot of times we don't necessarily go through the healing process necessary to be whole in our pursuits of things, whatever they may be. And that's been my experience, right? Like, you know, the women who I knew at Kent 
were women who I wanted to be a part of. I wanted to relate to them. You know, I had I, I have one sister who I love dearly, but I never had a sisterhood of people who saw me and accepted me and knew me and still loved me beyond that. And, you know, it wasn't necessarily about service at the beginning. You know what I'm saying? For me, it was about validation. It was about being popular or being known or being seen. And I think that um, anytime you do anything for that reason and then you get whole, you're gonna be like, well, I don't need this anymore because it's then served its purpose, right? You know what I'm saying? But when you are whole and then you're able to look at a thing objectively independent of your own insecurities, then you're able to say, oh, well, I see that they're serving the community and that's something that I really want to do. You know, I see the, the type of organizations that they're serving and those things line up with my principles. Um, I see the money that they donate. I see the programs that they put on and I'm really interested in that subject matter. You know what I'm saying? It's a really awesome resume builder. It's a really beautiful business network. Like, you know, so I think that it depends. It's always motive. It's always looking at why I do these things. You know, why do I want to be on a Broadway stage? Why do I want to build board in Times Square why you know do I want to make the name of Jesus famous do I want to be able to you know say the name of Jesus in these major news outlets or do I just want my face to be real big in Times Square you know what I'm saying and so I think that that it's not just you know I go to Soul Cycle and they say all the time how you do one thing is how you do everything and it is it's the same you know it's like I always want to look at my why. Why am I, even when it comes to like eating, like I've recently lost 50 pounds, right? And it's like, well, yeah. why do I, well, <laughs> thank you. Well, why do I want to eat this meal? You know what I'm saying? And do I need to be comforted in this moment? Do I need to, that full feeling? Do I actually, do I need this meal or do I need a hug? You know what I'm saying? Like, do I, do I need fuel because I want to go work out later? Or do I just want to gorge myself and numb what I'm actually feeling and I need to make a phone call, I need to call one of the people in my circle? You know, and that takes time and work and sitting and evaluating and self-awareness and knowing yourself and maturity and experience and humility you know what I mean and so I think that a lot of times when you lack those things it's easy to be like oh I want to be the big man on campus or I want to stump the yard or you know I want to be seen or I want these letters to make me who I am because I don't know myself then of course when you be when you come into self you don't necessarily need those things i've done that i've done that in relationships time and time again right like i don't love me and you love me so i need your love to validate me and then when i feel that i found myself then i don't need you anymore so i'm a dog you you know and so i think that that's what happens with anything that we use to fill a void ah that sounds pretty amazing i never would have looked at it that way <laughs> let me I, <laughs> Oh, okay. Cause let me. I know you supposed to ask another question. Hold on for a second. <laughs> this is what I be talking about. Like when so when she uh, referring back to the the circle that you talked about and just those different levels. Mm -hmm. If you do not have friends in your circle <laughs> that can really sit with you and process things and really kind of give you a different perspective, like you just need to check your circle. And I'm not saying everybody in the circle got to be that cold, but it should be at least one night look mm -hmm. in your circle that gives you, that makes you sit and be like, do, do I need this 
smell right now? And, yeah. and question, like when you, how did you say it again? How you do one thing is how you do everything. Yeah. Literally never heard, heard it before, but never applied it in such a way it, that you, you really do apply to every level of your life in every aspect of your life. And then that's, that's the transformation. That's how you make these long lasting Transformation yes. circles yes, like in cycles and you yeah. have to know the difference between friends and accountability yeah. that's good because sometimes talk about the you, difference talk about the difference um i think that you know i iron sharpens iron right you know what i'm saying and i think and pastor vernon says it often at the word church like you know, if you're the smartest person in the room, you're in the wrong room. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, you're in the wrong room. And I think that, again, a lot of people thrive on being apex of their friend group. Like, well, I'm the one that's shining. And we had this, we, we talked about this before, Brittany. It's like, well, yeah, if you're the greatest among the mediocre, awesome. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? If, you know, but I want to be the great, um, the greatest among the greats. You know what I'm saying? So I gotta have great people around me who I can submit myself to, so that I can know. Okay, if I'm validated by this person, then I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing because they're the greatest when it comes to humility. They're the greatest. My, you know, my best friend Candace is the greatest when it comes to strength. You know what I'm saying? So when she, you know, we had a conversation the other day and she validated me in a way that I was like, okay, I'm on the right path. I'm doing what I need to be doing. Yeah. But there are times where she's like, you know, you're not falling in love with the work. So it's going to fall short. It's going to be trash because you're looking at the end result, but you're not taking the steps necessary to get there. You know, every time it get a little difficult, you wane and you fall in. You know what I'm saying? Because her, her, her strength is strength. Yeah. So I have to surround myself with people who are the greatest at where, what I want to be and then submit myself to their... Um, their expertise and their stewardship of my weakness so that then we can then develop. Hi, baby. <laughs> um, you know, and so I think that, I think that you, it, it's humility, man. It's humility. It's really, and it's hard. Cause sometimes, you know, that, that diva pops up and she like, I got it. I don't need y'all. And then, yeah. you know, and, I, and then I'm stuck on the same level or I'm repeating the same you know, tests over and over and over again. And so I think you have to be able to surround yourself with people who are better at it than you. That's so good. And I love the way you talk about submission because I think oftentimes um, in the kingdom, we, t we think and talk about submission in terms of marriage and there's no other sort of submission outside of I submit to God or I submit, submit to my husband or to my, to my wife. And it's like that piece of submitting yourself to people who are just better at, at this, thing at your yes. weakness that's that is, itself is a whole um i'm sort of idea and theory to really dive more into because i really don't think it focused rico correct me if i'm wrong i don't i don't think that we talk about that uh in church or in circles of, of folks who are christians just and just again talk about submitting outside of marriage or out of the confines of christ and that's how you get better at your art. That's how you get better at the things that you that we believe God has put in us to do and to to give to the world. Um, Rico, I want to take your shine down. I know you're supposed to ask another question. I told you, me. Oh no. When you, you, okay. Talk, I'm sorry. When yeah. Nyla talks, I just be like, oh, tell me more. Give me some more of that. How about that? Dive more into that right there. That was good. I like that. But please go. Sorry. 
No, you've been, you've been sharing some gems and you, you good to, you know, you do what you do. Um, just in general, can you, can you, can you share with the people a little bit of like your spiritual regimen? What does your daily spiritual regimen look like? Like, you know, oh. are you an early prayer, a late night prayer? You got devotionals you read, yeah. you know? I am, uh, uh, as soon as I open my eyes, I'm in prayer. That's like good. every single day. Um, literally. I feel like, do you like meditate? I feel like you kind of like oh, at least, 20 meditate. Minutes, at least 20 minutes every day. Yeah. At least yeah. 20 minutes every day. Meditation, visualization. That's, that's, that's my thing. Um, yes, for sure. I, it changes, but I, okay. So just, uh, I wake up in the morning, literally I open my eyes. Thank you, Jesus for breath. I thank you that I was on the wake up list this morning. You know, I thank you for a bed to sleep in. I thank you for an air conditioner. Like, you know, I try to find at least 10 things immediately as soon as I open my eyes to say thank you for. Um, and then I go straight to Quote of the Day show, um, which is a podcast by Sean Croxton. I'm very big in the self-development space, um, mm -hmm. as you can kind of see some of my stuff. But yeah, I'm very, very big in the self-development space, like huge, like um, so Sean Croxton's quote of the day show starts my day every day. That's like what I brush my teeth to, what I put my contacts into. Um, I say my affirmations in the mirror as I'm, you know, I do my, I go to the bathroom, put my contacts in, brush my teeth, listen to quote of the day. Once that's off, I say my affirmations in the mirror. Um, and then, uh, I'm usually, I usually go straight into meditation, um, for 20 minutes. And, um, and then I do my Bible plan. Um, I've gotten into those Bible stories lately. Um, sometimes that precedes me getting out of the bed because it's super easy to like just pray and then go right into the Bible plan like story. Um, I listen to a sermon every day. Uh, I actually curate a, a um, a Instagram profile, uh, called a sermon a day at a sermon a day where I post a sermon every single day, Monday through Friday. Um, yeah. I'm in my word so much and I'm on the Darius Daniels, you know, eat until you're full, you know? So there's not really like a, I am going to read five chapters today. No, sometimes it's one verse and that's cool. Sometimes it's 10 chapters and I'm like, Ooh, I need this. So, um, I'm, I'm on the eat until you're full type thing. And then, um, I try to journal, uh, kind of just like stream of consciousness, um, before I go to bed. Do you feel like um, God is maybe possibly transitioning you into a, like a, a bigger role when it comes to like ministry? Because I feel like, you know, you know, you, you do this, you do the Instagram post every day with the sermon. Do you feel like maybe down the line, God will lead you into maybe maybe overseeing some women or maybe pastoring or ministering to that level? Is that something you see yourself doing? Oh, I mean, not I walk away from this season, Nyla, because I no. actually just once before personally. Okay, anyway. was like, that's not me. No, so let me tell you. So I, so and I saw your, I saw your eyes light up too as well. So I'm looking at your eyes. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm in the process of writing a book, um, and I definitely think that writing is is. is absolutely a part of my ministry um i write for an online christian magazine called radiant nyc um i actually just became a regular writer for them so um writing is definitely a part of it and i think from the writing will definitely come come conferences and seminars and and things like that um 
But I mean, whatever God has, like, I'm not, I'm not opposed to any of it. I think that, I mean, I speak rarely, like, you know, every now and again, if somebody asks me, absolutely, I have no problem. Um, but I definitely know that um, coaching is a big part of who I am. Um, so I definitely think that I'll probably have a small group of uh, mentees that I like usher into greatness. And, I, I, you know, one of the things on the, the list that God has been saying to me is you're going to fund futures. So I, I feel like I'm going to have um, a cohort of people that I just take from A to Z when it comes to what God has for them, whether it comes to ministry or college or moving to whatever city, you know, where their market is thriving. I think that that's definitely going to be something that's on the agenda at some point. Um, yeah, I don't necessarily know about pastoring only because I, I think I'm going to be traveling the world. So I don't think that it's going to be in one place. Um, but I definitely think that like, the seminars and the conferences and the books and all of that will minister to people. Evangelists, maybe evangelists, maybe. For sure. Oh, yeah, for okay. sure. Better word. Sign me yeah. up for the cult, the groups, the A to Z people, the, the what do they call them? The, the, the cohorts. The, the thing, y'all. You turn it in. Oh, yeah, put me on that. If you need an example, like, look, I did, Tierra was here, I brought it here. I have a couple of people who I have um, worked with, you know, silently that are doing some major things. So, yeah, they, Listen, always, they say with... like, you know, the Nyla, <laughs> the yeah. Nyla happened to them. <laughs> hey, but if y'all don't know, if y'all don't know, Nyla is also a beast at wedding, uh, wedding coordination. So <laughs> she said everything she, people are she can do a lot. She I mean, like, I just she, like, I enjoy order. That That's the thing. I think that I just enjoy order. So I think that whatever, and I'm, and I am good at, and I, I get this from my mom, right? Like I am good at acorn to oak tree. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm very good, good at like, this is your vision. Great. A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I, J. Like, I am very good at that. So I think that that comes in many forms, and I think that that manifests itself in many forms. So if you give me a vision, I can say, okay, let's rewind this thing, and I can show you how to get there. Now, let's keep it locked. We're uh, we going to go to a music break. I, I, we got a few more questions for you. We definitely appreciate you rocking with us. You tuned into The Fix. And of course, uh, we got Nala Watson in the building. We're going to go to a music break real quick. Right now, we got Aha Gazelle with All Black Party. You tuned into The Fix. Party number three, last one, let's go. The fix is in. Oh, best believe they still gonna ride. They wanna get up with a lot of those. I'm gonna make some people mad. I'm gonna tell the truth though. It's all right, man. Listen to this tale, no tattle. It started with the boast that put us on no paddle. It started with the kind that we picked no raffle. That's why we look the fresh when we rock y'all apparel. Guys give the earth, that's why we all wanna be rappers. We the people really in the field, no tackle. We the people with the jump shot, no barrel. Million dollar contracts ain't free, no fair. We the people bad to the bone, no marrow. Pull up in the foreign now, but it's ain't the Camaro. Trying to walk the straight line, but the driveway narrow. Can't be a crowd, baby. All these things have rounds. Got an index finger, I don't need a boy now. Street beef will put you in the grass, no cattle. Now we crying up a church, seeing his eyes on the sparrow. 
hate funerals. Kings of the city, no Larry. Let them look at honey, no dairy. Crib looking like a complex of 666. This ain't a little house on the prairie. We don't listen to Hillsong, just Hillsong. I want a girl like Carrie. Cause girls just want to have fun. And baby mamas just want to get married. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do it all before we get buried. Same color as a crow, but ain't nobody scary. I don't believe in magic, but I wish somebody would like a fairy. Money's not a medicine. Maybe I'm too negligent. Everybody's questioning while I'm dancing in my section with Laura Winslow, Naomi Campbell, them my kinfolk. Go to markets, do your things, cook it up and work your rich bro. It ain't simple to let your skin glow. If you ain't scared, then what you flinch for? It ain't our fault that you scared out of time. Uh, y'all still here? 
Yeah, this is kind of weird. Uh, it's over, kind of, sort of. Well, it's really officially over. I mean, we gave you Trillion 1. Then we gave you the sequel, Trill 2. Then we gave you the trilogy, Trillion 3. That's Trill, 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 Trill 3. Like, you get it? Did you go to school? I don't know. I don't, hey, whatever. But look, don't hashtag Trill 4. It's not happening. It's over with, okay? It's done, done, done. Finito, dead. Hey, but I can't tell you one thing. I can't save you. Ooh, yeah. Yo, can I try that again with some auto-tone? When it blood in the streets, and you remain quiet, don't you come with a speech? When it pop man down, got it done by police. Hood cries, you ain't know it, don't say nothing to me. When it pop, the hood been crying out, but no one ever hears. Yeah, until they turn it upside down. Now everyone feels. I bring up John Crawford, you say he had a gun. I bring up Eric Garner, you say he was overweight. And you say that Michael Brown should have never tried to run. Do you really not realize that it's a pattern? They do not have compassion when these tragedies happen. Isn't it odd? Usually you sympathize with the victim. But this time, you just continue to side with the killer. Couldn't be a part of the lie. Can't be let it genocide. Do the hood got a record that none of us can deny. Some are killers and others pick it up just to survive. You think you would be as holy if you grew up on his side? No excuses, but you gon' have to tweak your perspective. It's easy being sheep, but them sheep are protected. Get around them wolves and them teeth start projecting. Second did you sleep, you can leave unexpected. Check it. With the blood in the streets, and you remain quiet, don't you come with a speech. With the top man down, got it done by police. Hood cries, you ignore it, don't say nothing to me. Get it pop, the hood may cry now, but no one ever hears. Yeah. Until they turn it upside down, now everyone appears. You're looking mad negligent on top of your theology. Your blind spots evident. Hear me quoting Chase and you yell out of your heretic. But when the hood cries, I'm a god that ain't trusting me. If you don't like Sharpton, who you gonna replace him with? If you don't ever pick up when they call you, save it. Yeah. You want me to be quiet? You won't have to make me that. Cause every time I tell the hood something, you won't pay with it. Isaiah 117 in your Bible. Most of them people won't look anything like you. Fatherless oppressed. In the widow, I remind you, take a look around you. Who does that apply to? Why would the Lord tell you to plead that case? Does he expected you to ignore the things they say? Like, man, the system is treated and the police beat us, but you'll never believe us. Why would I trust your Jesus? Don't you say it, let me show me, homie. Look in the streets. You remain quiet, don't you come with the speech. Look at pop, man down, got it done by police. Look cries, you ignore it, don't say nothing to me. Look at pop. A year ago, it's playing Griffin, caught down Sterling and racist. You will look at the team and say he exaggerated. Tell him to quit complaining, like, how is he racist? Look at the money you're making. Probably delusional to be paid. 12% of America, 40% of prison. One in every three of us will pay to prison to visit. Doing 60% more time for the same business. You reply, FPS, I don't believe in statistics. I just want you to listen. You think I'm saying you did it. I don't see your compassion. I just see you get defensive. It's a problem. You thinking that I'm trying to say it's you. Really, I just want for you to have a problem with it too. Picture us growing up in the crib together as brothers. Parents treating us different. You say I'm tripping. It's nothing. When you sleep, he touched me 
my skin color included. Who me? I'm a part of the conversation. My children's Bible ain't had no pictures that look like me. So DMX was the past I used to console me. The Bible was written in truth, but it was taught in error by those who never told me I could be whole. They hate on the Bible, still hating on the Bible. 400 years later, found out we in the Bible. They lied to the slaves and told us that we wasn't. Our skin dug like Jesus, we resemble his brothers. Truth uncovered, the cats out the bag like Publix. Or a jag underneath that plastic bag all smothered. My people perish for a lack of understanding. Standing, trying to make us feel like we embarrassed and abandoned. But I know I'm for your flesh, I'm about to turn my hand in. Bobby, I'll be yelling, tough. Look, I'm clutching lamb skin. Skin soiled up, my pigment the color of trees. I'm God given, I don't belong in the prison. My breathing is different. I don't blow smoke, no weed in my system. Forever looking up, I'm always leaving the kitchen. I'm forever looking up. My spirit mirror is image. My heart is a grenade, baby. I finna blow any minute. I'm from where I last repented, from where I asked for forgiveness. That's my old ass. You got the holy key to enter. I don't know. All I know is I was on course to be a menace. Till that glow came on myself from head to toe. I'm reinvented. Reading scrolls, body full of hoes. Bleeding through my clothes. My church clothes got stained from my past that was so profane. If I say I'm looking for angels, I ain't out here looking for wings. I'm president in black eight years. And still ain't nothing changed. Never trade a state official for a king. That's a cheat. That's a cheat. How you know the truth? If they never tell you the truth. Study that shows I'm so proof. I just can't be believing it is what it is. Yeah. Just because you say it is what it is. Yeah. I'm the ex-addict with the teacher cooking in this basement lab. Connected with a pastor, now I'm making good by breaking bad. Connected to a pastor like I'm making good. I pray for that, so my control is limited. And trust me, this my cigarette. Mm, pardon me, please. Funeral for my chill. My current home is deceased. Beautiful eulogy if you live in bondage or sleep. Keep the war in the streets and the evil forces that creep in and leak up out of our speech. Law enforcement like people, they keep it harder to breathe. How is Eric Garner at thought they both hit spoke to my seat? No peace, because they be eager to see the officer beating it deep. Rather get coffins and things to call the police. You can see corner 14 because we eating all of this beef and it's eating gardens. Gamora, a modern side of Mendes. So when Eve shall gave the call to have me a part of this beat, I might be sort as a leash. Have you seen how gorgeous my feet is? We need some more for receivers and beasts like folks with the creatures. My team of warriors kill more. That means we over your league. They roaming like little seasons. I need to order some pizza because what is they holy key to a door that's open for me? Come up hanging with these. Get a murderous sentence. He end up hanging with these because a murderous sentence. Pray for the woman's seed, came to murder the murder sentence. He made the period bleed. Jesus murdered the sinners. That's a I got a mighty shelf, I got a mighty four. Free, I've been fighting wars since a tiny boy. Three hours on the head of the highest clip. Don't jump, cause they've been a man, so the light is clip for what don't know. Not the missing, confidence in the proper sentence, to not the tension. We got permission, we got the witness, the body's injured to stop. Not to mention the college and the evaporation, the father is from the continent, we perform the end of the until we drop. I knew a black man shot by the cops, he dropped tired. The cops said, put your hands up, put hands up, put I knew a cop who got killed by a black man for his badge. The black man gave no warning, all you heard this was a bad, bad You put a boy in the poison, exploding our daughters. Your choice is yours, you can force it, I toy with the starter. 
You can point to the Lord and enforce what he offers. But you endorse all the noise that enjoy it and prosper. You're an extortionist, disproportionate robber. Orbiting all our mortgages, filling molds with our fathers. Of course, this misfortune is for the world. Yeah, my kids, I can barely manage this. Man, Americana, live. Yes, sir. You're tuned back into the fix. Your source for faith infused hip hop, R&B, and poetry. Just came off another music set. Uh, Shouts out to Ishan Burgundy. He just dropped a new project. Uh, we looking to interview him real soon, man. Joppa, if you ain't picked up that Joppa, man, it's it's fire. That last track that just went off was Ishan Burgundy featuring the dope poet uh, Ezekiel and also Jay Monty. Before that, we played a throwback from Bizzle, Hood Cries featuring Seven, and we also played that Aha Gazelle All Black Party. Uh, so yeah, y'all already know where I'm going since uh, you know you see the music I just played. So I gotta get uh, get your take, uh, Nyla, on with everything that's going on with social injustice. What do you think? Uh, you know your role or believers' roles is within social injustice, and when you talk about equality and still fighting for stuff that we've been fighting for and fighting for, and it should be you know it shouldn't have to be this way. We should, we should all be treated like human beings. So you know, speak a little bit to that. I actually am super duper proud of the church in this season. I think that um, conversations that have been swept under the rug and um, conversations that have been very taboo even within the church have definitely been being had on major, major, major platforms. Um, I think that um, especially when it comes to like for lack of a better word, like celebrity church, like commercial church, you know, um, I think that they have really made it their business to be about, like Carl Lentz says, like occupying all streets, you know what I'm saying? Um, I think that the conversations can't stop, though, until it's done. I think that it's, you know, it's never working out the first week. It's working out the sixth month. It's working out the 365th day, you know, and I think that it's the same when it comes to um, fighting for social injustice. It just can never be something that is temporary or a fad or a trend or, um, you know, it has to be something that is continuous. And I think that that is going to be up to everybody, not just people who are one color or uh, one creed. I think that it's going to be up to everybody to continue the conversation until legislative change is made, like structural change is made. Um, but I also think that it's up to the church to then really evoke the power of the Holy Spirit um, and to really invite him into the situation because, you know, racism in itself is a, a heart posture. Um, so I think that it's really going to be up to both, you know, the practical and the spiritual to come together in a way that um, will really spark change that is long lasting because me changing the law isn't going to change your heart, you know? And I want people to be able to look at me and love me and value me. And that's not something that um, will always come naturally like that has to be something that we invite the holy spirit in to do to really refine and change and restore and convict the hearts of the people who um still think that i'm less valuable than other people do you always think we will always have racism within america yeah some form some shape i, I don't know i mean i i feel i want to say I mean, no, I, go ahead. 
I want to say, oof, that's hard. Hopefully, I want to say no. I hope we don't. But, I mean, it's really difficult to strip the foundation of a thing, right? Like, we are in America where this nation was built on the foundation of racism being a thing. You know what I'm saying? Like, I thrive because you don't is the the basis of this country. Um, so it's difficult because it's like, but I also look at, you know, the trans, again, the transformative nature of the Holy Spirit. I think we underestimate the Holy Spirit, but he's a gentleman. So it's like, I'm not going to invade your space if you don't let me in. You know what I'm saying? So I think that that's up to the individual. Um, I want to say I pray that all people who are racist invite the Holy Spirit in so that he can do his transformative work in their lives and their heart change and he changed their desires. Is that way too optimistic and hopeful? You know, because everybody who's not, everybody who is racist is not Christian, right? And I think that sometimes the issue is patriotism gets confused for Christianity. You know what I'm saying? So it's 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 rough because if you're not serving the the Jesus of the Bible and you're serving the Jesus that you have constructed or that you have wrote or that you have constitutionalized then yeah we will always have racism you know what i'm saying but if you're serving the Jesus of the Bible if we all um sign up for that task then the foundation of the thing can be changed because he's a transformative guy that's who he is so we just need to go ahead and put you um the next they have like this black thought panel uh and they ask well how are we going to change the the country just go ahead and slide another on there because <laughs> Because we need we need someone from a spiritual perspective who is not Reverend Al Sharpton. Oh bless. Uh, speaking, but bless his heart. It's his time. It's it's bless his heart. But we do need we we need more. Uh, so if you ask me, how do we fix what's going on? First of all, you need folks in every area and every aspect of of the conversation. And I think when you start talking about the spiritual part, literally what you just attacked makes perfect sense and it's interesting why we don't think of it like that a law is not going to change a racist person's heart that's something that god does and and so that's i think that's part of the missing conversation and how do we change the community even take even we're not having a conversation about racism we're just talking about restructuring the black community and family and and bringing back alive what that looks like that's a heart thing some of it right and and that's the missing those are some of the missing pieces so how do you think in your art you can begin to kind of fill some of those gaps or even do you even think it's your responsibility as an artist to speak on behalf or to to help uplift put back together the black community or whatever that however we want to label it do you how do you see your art in that in that space i think that being a uh an African-American female who dreams is activism. You know, I think that allowing my That's dreams good. to take up space um, is activism, I, I personally, right? I, I believe that, you know, I left Cleveland. I've been living in New York City for six years. Um, I have toured every, you know, part of America 
doing art and and I think that it is I think that that is activism, right? Like in 2016, I was the only African-American on the national tour of Wicked the Musical. That is activism to see, you know, I was coming out of the stage door just like everybody else, you know, to, to take, I was just on tour um, in 2017, 2018 with um, the Color Purple national tour. That is activism to take that story of, you know, a tragedy to triumph of an African-American woman in the rural South around the nation is activism. So I think that it is it is the fact that my body occupies space in an art form that is predominantly geared toward, written for, um, shaped by white bodies is activism. So I feel like as long as we continue to shine as brightly as we can in the spheres that we're in and we're walking in purpose, I, I, I am changing the narrative 110% as I continue to stick and stay in what God has called me to do um, and, and bring other people with me who look like me. You know, I think that it is important to reach back. My nephew um, does theater and my, uh, you know, I have mentees who are at Baldwin Wallace and who are doing the things that you know I, I um, who are using my life as an example on what they can do you know what I'm saying so I think that that is activism I do think that there is space for art that speaks directly to um, you know like the color purple like it speaks directly to uh, injustice and being black and you know what I'm saying having those stories but I also think that there is space for you know I am the only African-American in this space because I was the best person for the job, not because of my skin color. So I think it just depends on, I think we need it all. I don't think that there's one version of this is how you um, are, are, are an artist who is an activist. I think that there's room for all of it. Um, I know black people who are in musical theater who will only tell black stories, you know? And I think that there's room for that. I'm not that person. I think that I want to tell stories and because I am black, it will be a black story. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to put it on a t-shirt. I want and it, 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 it quotes you. Just, just being a black woman dreaming is activism. Like, yeah, yeah it's too many. I don't know about y'all. It's too many nuggets to, to, uh, <laughs> to digest at one time. Like I'm literally going to go back through the show and like, just yeah. rewatch it. And, and and really digest some of the stuff because I'm just you hitting us from every from every angle. Like Rico, take take it, child. I just need to sit with it for a second. It's it's just good. You ever had some real good food and you was like, man, that just that fed every part of my being. Like Nyla is soul food. I just had that just now for breakfast. It's pretty awesome too, though. Yeah, <laughs> Nyla is soul food. Oh, it is that you. food that just hit. It hit mm -hmm. right. It tastes so good. Like you make that ugly face because it's so good. But then you got to sleep for a second because you're sleepy now because it just was so much. It filled you. Yeah, that's it for me. That's it. That girl is crazy. Yeah, we got to deal with this every week. <laughs> Don't do that to me. Uh, I think. Oh, go ahead. What you about no, to ask go me? ahead. Say what you about to say. I just wanted to ask because I know we get ready to kind of um, wrap up a little bit. Can you can you talk a little bit about what's next for now? Where what's your plans? Where are some things that's kind of in the work that you 
that you can't reveal to us at the moment. What's what's next, love? Well, I'm working on a book. Um, I want to lose 50 more pounds, so that's on the list of things that I'm probably that I'm definitely going to accomplish this year. I think I, I want to be an author by 30. I turned 30 this year on Christmas Day, so I want to finish my book and um, have this weight off of me by the end of the year. Um, I'm running the virtual New York City Marathon, so I'm super excited about that. I'm training for that. Um, what else? I am uh, working on the, I'm working with the Kurt Vile Foundation. So I do classical music as well, um, but they're doing a music theater project um, that I'm singing on uh, that will be coming out soon. I think the beginning of October. Um, so I'm recording a song for them. Um, yeah, I'm a part of like a, a, a lot of little um, projects. Cohorts. <laughs> You're so crazy. I have uh, a couple people who wrote a couple songs for me. My friend Matthew Ruhlman wrote a song for me. Um, so I'm going to get that recorded before the end of the month. That'll be out. Um, I'm going to work on getting my own content out. I did a master's recital um, for NYU. And so I'm going to get that spliced up and out on YouTube soon before the end of the year. So be on the lookout for that. Um, a sermon a day will be back January 1st. So I'm super excited about that. So I'm just really taking these four months to finish my book, lose this weight, rebrand. Um, but you can find me on radiant.nyc. I'll be writing for them. Um, you can go to queennyla.com. Um, I have a blog that I will be working on all for the rest of this year. So that's on there. Yeah, I'm all over YouTube, videos of me singing and acting and performing. Um, so yeah, I think it'll just be, it'll the, the rest of this year, I think, you know, we're just never gonna get this time back. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I'm really trying to use it to be all of who I'm supposed to be um, and nothing more than that, which is why I'm, I gotta get this weight off me and um, and write this book so that's my those are my focuses lose the weight and write the book that's what i heard god say this year lose the weight and write the book i have to say it publicly uh neither you are truly a gem child you one of them one of those pieces of of someone's life that you you cannot lose and if you do you'll always what? remember like you for what you are who you are and what you're allowing yourself to become what you're allowing god to create you and kind of continue to mold you to be thank you so much for everything you pour into my life personally um and then just what you're giving the viewers there was a lot of again just these nuggets of whoo that was good doc i gotta I, it's a whole book it's a whole book title <laughs> and, and topic so thank you for um for coming on the show, being with us today, you are so awesome. I know that, um, we can find you at your website queennala.com. Is there any other social media be before January we can find you on, or are we wait until January? No, I I I actually don't do the social medias. Um, Why? Can you I talk about that? Okay. Sure. I oh I knew this was gonna happen. Come on, bless <laughs> the people. Bless the people. I I'm. I'm praying about social media. I I just don't like it. I don't like that people feel like they can create a summation of your character on snapshots. I don't like giving people just the highlight reel. I, I, I don't enjoy 
Um, I don't like people living vicariously through me. I want people to live their God-given purpose. And I think that sometimes people use it as an excuse to not do. Like I think that Lisa Nichols says it so beautifully, again, self-development space. Um, Lisa Nichols says it like, you make me extraordinary so that you can be trash. Like, I don't wanna be extraordinary. I want I want to be normal. I, w I don't wanna be at the top by myself, you know? So I, it's hard, it's difficult because I don't, it's difficult. The social media part is difficult for me. I'm trying to wrap my mind around it because people say it's necessary, especially for the entertainment space, um, to like, you know, have a fan base and cultivate this thing um, and have followers. But it's like, you know, follow Jesus. <laughs> you know, I want you to follow Jesus. I want you to know who he is. I want you, you know, and I, I want to point you to him. And I like moving in silence. I like letting my life speak for me and not having to promote myself or do anything outside of you know seeking the kingdom i like my quiet i like my solitude and i think that social media lets a lot of voices in um so i kind of want to wait till i you know can pay somebody to manage it <laughs> so i don't gotta log in that's good i gotta um, ask you before before you go which one do you prefer do you prefer singing or do you prefer acting Ooh. If, if you had to pick one and it, it, it could only be one it couldn't so, be the mix up so i oh okay so um <laughs> i enjoy mm, it's hard that's hard okay so i will say I, i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna not answer that and say something that i want to say <laughs> i enjoy acting through song Right, musical theater is an art form where the songs begin because the emotion of the moment is just so heavy that I could no longer speak, mm -hmm. right? So um, I enjoy a healthy balance of both. I enjoy l using my voice to convey the emotional material given mm -hmm. um, through the lyrics of the song, so I enjoy acting while singing. I don't just enjoy singing for the sake of singing. And I don't just enjoy acting for the mm. sake of acting. But I enjoy using my voice as a vehicle to convey emotion on pitch that could, no, could not just be conversational. Is probably the best example of what you do that I have ever heard anybody say. <laughs> yeah, far, I think you know it's, it's like I'm not a singer, I'm not an actor, but I'm this piece in the middle. Yeah, and like, I do oh, this, that's I, good. I do this well. Like I you know, it's it's um, and we do it all the time, right? It's like, even now, like, I'm so excited about talking about, I'm so excited about talking about what I'm saying, that this is a pitch, right? You know what I'm saying? And so it's like, we do it, you know, if you have children, I don't have any children, but if you have children, it's like, they make you so angry that you start singing, you know? And yeah, so it's I'm like, like, I hate you so much right now. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? And so it's not, it's, it is, it is normal. It is normal in our everyday life to sing or to cadence our speech for what we're trying to say, you know? And so I think that musical theater is um, a, a dramatization of that, right? But it is that, it's general. It is, it is the I think, the most organic way that we already communicate. That's good. I, I love it.
Give it up to Cleveland's own. Oh my God! Don't do that! Don't do that! No, low expectations, guys. Low. Um, and I'm probably not gonna be in the right key, and that's okay. Um, but there's a song from a musical called Wicked that I absolutely love, and I was in, and um, it is a song that I've been singing for a really long time. But I think that um, it is the moment in the show where I feel like the characters are the most whole. I think that they've been, they were able to look at themselves and look at the things that they have gone through and um, relate to each other in a way that um, is really, really beautiful. Um, and I've sang this at graduations and you know, whatever, but um, anyway, so it's called For Good. And uh, it goes, um, I've heard it said that people come into our lives for a reason bringing something we must learn and we are led to those who help us most to grow if we let them and we help them in return well i don't know if i believe that's true but i know i'm who i am today because i knew you like a comet pulled from orbit as it passes a sun like a stream that meets a boulder halfway through the wood who can say if i've been changed for the better but because I knew you, I have been changed for good. It well may be that we will never meet again in this lifetime. So let me say before we part, so much of me is made from what I learned from you. You'll be with me like a handprint on my heart. And now whatever way our stories end, I know you have rewritten mine by being my friend, like a ship blown from its mooring by a wind off the sea, like a sea dropped by a sky bird in a distant wood. Who can say if I've been changed for the better but because i knew you i have been changed for good and just to clear the air i ask forgiveness for the things i've done you blamed me for but then i guess we know there's blame to share and none of it seems to matter anymore like a comet pulled from orbit as it passes a sun like a string that meets a boulder halfway through the wood who can say if i've been changed for the better but because i knew you i have been changed for good yeah. <laughs> i 
love that. I love that song so much because. Yeah. Oh my god. Okay. I love that song so much because it's like it. It. It is Girl, just one of those. She's something else. She's so funny. But she yeah. is funny. She's hilarious. <laughs> no, because I'm literally listening to the song. Okay. I've never, I've never ever cried on air. Like ever cried on air. But I'm listening to you sing the We definitely appreciate you for rocking with us today. That now. was it. Thank you. It was she super did, dope. Um, we definitely cold. looking forward to, you know, you whatever else got to come forth next. We're somebody looking forward to it. Thank you. I'm... Thank you. <sighs> yes, we come to the end of another hot show again, you guys. You know how we do it. Uh, we actually got some giveaways going on. We definitely want y'all to follow us on social media at the fix underscore radio on IG. We're about to do a Spotify playlist uh, giveaway and also a YouTube uh, giveaway too as well. So you definitely want to follow us because uh, we like blessing people. So we definitely want to bless y'all. Uh, so yeah, definitely follow us on all social media platforms. Um, we got some stuff coming up too as well real soon. We actually about to put together probably a, a, a virtual concert series too as well. So be on the lookout for that. Uh, we got some dope artists that's going to partner with us and we're going to do a virtual concert series. So that's going to be a uh, pretty interesting. Uh, that's probably coming up uh, sometime end of October. So definitely be on the look on lookout for that. Anybody who wants to get on the Spotify playlist, make sure you email us at the fix radio show at Gmail uh, to get on our Spotify playlist. Um, yeah, that's all we got. Uh, Rico, you got a uh, real quick, you got the recap from the Stellar Awards. We just want to tell the people real quick on that. Oh, yeah, Stellar Awards was a week ago, man. And after this powerful performance by Nala Watson, I can give you 28 categories of powerful performances and artists who won awards. First category, Artist of the Year, goes to Tasha Cobbs Leonard uh, for Heart, Passion, and Pursuit, uh, Motown Gospel. Category two was the song of the year, Deliver Me, This Is My Exodus by Donna Lawrence, William Stokes and Rashawn Lewis. Category three was Male Vocalist of the Year, Kurt Franklin with Long Live Love. Category four, uh, Albernita Walker, Female Vocalist of the Year, goes to none other than Leandra Johnson uh, of Goshen RCA Records. Uh, the Duo Chorus Group of the Year, category five goes to the Walls Group, which is an amazing group of siblings. I don't, they mama had to be like the Jacksons. Like, what? 
You know what? That's a whole other story because we don't got that much time. Okay. Category six, the new artist of the year is my brother. Um, none other than Pastor Mike McClure Jr. will live free. Uh, category seven, the CD of the year will long live love, Kurt Franklin. Category five is choir of the year, Donna Lawrence presents the Tri-City Stingers. The Tri-City Stingers. Category nine, producer of the year, none other than Kurt Franklin. Ronald Hill and Phil Thornton with Long Live Love. Uh, category 10 is the, the Contemporary Duo or Chorus Group of the Year. Again, the infamous Walls Group. Then you got Traditional Duo, Chorus of the Group, Kirk Carr and the Co-Carr Singer, and the man just retired. He retired on a great note. Uh, category 12 is Contemporary Male Artist of the Year. Kirk Franklin with Long Live Love. The man won five categories. He was nominated for five, won five. Amazing. Category 14, Contemporary Female Vocalist of the Year, Tasha Cobbs, Tasha Cobbs Leonard. Category 15, Traditional Female Vocalist of the Year, DeAndrea Johnson. Category 16, Contemporary CD of the Year, Long Live Kirk Franklin. So Long Live a Love by Kirk Franklin. Uh, traditional CD of the Year is I Made It Out by John P. Key. You got the Urban Inspirational Single or Performance of the Year, Deliver Me, This Is My Exodus by Don Lawrence presents the Tri-City Stairs. Category eight, well, 19, I'm sorry, Music Video of the Year, Love Theory. You got Traditional Choir of the Year, John P. Key, I Made It Out. Contemporary Choir of the Year, Donna Lawrence presents the Tri-City Singers. The Instrumental CD of the Year is Rise by Ben Tankert. Uh, special event CD of the of the year, Greenleaf season three. Now, if you haven't watched that show, I don't know what you've been doing. Bench watch that show. You talking about Kingdom? This this give you some art right here. I'm just saying. Rap, hip hop, gospel CD of the year, my homie, Live Free by Pastor Mike McClure Jr. Uh, Youth Project of the Year, Gospel Kids by Gospel Kids presents Christian Soldiers. Quartet of the Year, Keith Wonderboy Johnson and Josh Miles. Uh, the Inspirational Project, which is on the Timeless Music. You got Recorded Music, Packaging of the Year, Bless Somebody Else, Derek Blanks, Kirk Carr Gospel. Praise and Worship CD of the Year, Miracle Worker, J.J. Harrison. Um, and then you got all the other artists, well, different Achievement Awards, Legends Awards, Icon Awards, and then the Stellar Awards, Honors, Hall of Fame. And then they also honored the late great Congressman, well, Representative Congressman John Lewis. Uh, may he live forever and watch over us. So good night, everybody. Well, good evening, good morning. However you listen to this, wherever you listen to this, make sure y'all tune in to The Fix. Follow us on IG. If you haven't paid attention, our names are on the screen as well. Make sure you click that button, subscribe to our YouTube. This is your boy Rico Suave checking in. And I'm out. Uh, adios, family. The fix is in. I was good with it, baby. It's your boy, Kujo Man Man, out of Louisiana. You are now locked in with Coalition Kingdom DJs. Man, y'all, no coalition got to sit on lock, man. Quit playing.